0: Leaders, leaders, leaders. We have so much that come at us every day. So much pressure, so much stuff to do, so much outside forces pushing on top of us every day. Our spouse is giving us trouble and won't give us room to operate. Our bosses are giving us a hard time and won't let us reach our own next level success. They stand in our way. Our coworkers are constantly bickering at us and nitpicking everything we do. Our friends and our family, they don't understand what we're going through. (sighs) Why is the whole world pushing and coming down on us? All the time. (laughs) Leaders, we are getting into a special series here on Leadership Fire. I am bringing to you some of the most powerful voices today. And we are going to talk about the common denominator in all of those problems. You. Maybe it's you. Maybe if we could get out of our own way and learn to see the patterns and learn to change our habits, our behaviors, just maybe we can change the common denominator and all of those troubles and get that next level success. Leaders, I want you to enjoy this Maybe It's You series with my friends at SpeakFire. Leaders, 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 welcome to Leadership Fire. We are in the Speak Fire studios. Today, I have got our second installment of the Maybe It's You series. Leaders, I have got such a treat for you. Leaders, I have brought in one of my mentors. Leaders, I have one of my personal teachers to speak to us on Maybe It's You. It's my friend, your favorite podcast host of Student Fire, Mr. Bobby Berg. Bobby, how are you?
1: Doing fantastic, man. I am wonderful. Life is great, and I am so pumped to be here. And thank you to all of our listeners for just tuning in. Y'all are phenomenal.
0: Bobby, today we're gonna dig into finding that common denominator. We're gonna dig into recognizing when maybe it's us. Bob, today, we're gonna try to figure out how we can recognize when maybe it's not the world causing all this strife in our life, but maybe it's us. And we're gonna talk to you about maybe it's you right after this break. Leaders, welcome back to Leadership Fire. Once again, we are here with one Mr. Bobby Berg, host of Student Fire. If you're not listening to Student Fire, I need you to go subscribe on all your favorite platforms and subscribe to Student Fire with Bobby Berg. I promise it is gonna be your new favorite podcast. Bobby, thanks again for being here on Student Fire. Let's get right into it and let's talk about Maybe It's You. So me and Bob were talking before we started recording, and I was explaining to Bob that visual of that person we all know, that person that we all have in our lives that has troubles with their parents, has troubles with their bosses, has troubles with their coworkers, troubles with their spouses, troubles with their friends, and just the whole world is against them from every side, every angle, and they're just exhausted all the time and defensive, and just they don't understand why no one will give them a break, no one will get, let them operate, no one will get out of their way, no one will give them just a moment's peace. And I was explaining to Bob, I my heart goes out to these people because I'm so afraid to that they'll never recognize that it's not the world tearing them apart, it's not the world standing in their way, it's in fact themselves. And so why I needed Bobby here, why I had to bring in top-tier mentorship from Student Fire. So Bobby, now that we're going to dig into this, can you tell me about a time when you looked into your life and you said, wait, maybe this is me, maybe I'm the one causing all this trouble?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. We're going to take everyone back a little bit. I want everyone to think about what it was like being a sophomore in high school. You're not really new to this new school. You kind of have your patterns moving. You have your daily flow going, and it's awesome. Well, let's anyone that's listening to Student Fire, you, you're already aware of this. But for everyone on Leadership Fire, I was not a good student. I wasn't. I didn't like studying. I didn't. I loved learning. I loved my teachers. I loved my friends. I loved being at school. But going home and being told, hey, uh, read these 40 pages of chemistry text and then do a four-page homework assignment that isn't going to make any sense because you haven't really understood what you're reading, yeah, have that due by tomorrow. Have fun. Hated it. Hated it with a burning passion. So I'm sitting there in band one day. And mind you, my day had not gone very well. I turned that chemistry assignment in and... Just had red ink all over it, which everyone knows you just failed it. My coach had told me, "Hey, uh, we're having issues with you specifically, and we're gonna have to work on this after practice, which means longer time at practice. That's probably not gonna be fun." Um, a couple of my friends had gotten mad at me for something small, blah blah blah. I was just in a bad mood, right? Just like one of those really awful. I'm brooding all day, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. Go away." But I'm at school, so you have to. Well. I'm a musician. I play clarinet and saxophone and I'm sitting in band and we're running this one section. My director keeps cutting us off and saying, we need to run this again. And you cut us off and say, we need to run this again. And finally he goes, all right, clarinets, I don't know a nicer way to say this. We're going to run this today until you guys get it, which if anyone's ever heard really fast music, it sounds really cool. But for the person on the other end, learning it, it's hard. It's just some passages are just really difficult. So after about the fourth run through of this, I get really frustrated. And about at run through six, I'm like, all right, I can't do this. So I, run, I throw my hand up. I said, ah, uh, doctor, I, I need to go to the bathroom. He goes, really? We're running a passage that's really difficult and you just magically have to go to the bathroom right now. And we made eye contact, which non-verbally said, I'm about to cry because I'm really angry. Can I just leave before this happens in front of the whole room? Yeah, cool. And he goes, all right, go ahead. So I left and I ran out. I ran to the bathroom. Now, mind you, classes are only 45 minutes. And I was so frustrated at this point because so many things had gone wrong. I just sat up against the, uh, against the wall, slid to the ground, and just closed my eyes. And I didn't look at my watch. I didn't care how much time was passing. I'm like, something has to change today, man. I don't know what, what it is, but this bad mood can't sit here any longer because it's affecting, it's affecting what I'm good at. I'm a good musician. This is affecting my gift now. We need to change this. So I sat there and I closed my eyes and I said, okay what is happening? You're not playing well. You're not able to play this part yet. That's okay. But what's going on? And of course, my first reaction was let's blame everyone else. Let's put the fact that I did really poorly in chemistry and I didn't get enough sleep. Let's put the fact that I know I have to go to practice later. And my coach is going to be really hard on me. Let's go ahead and say, oh, well, this music is just too hard. I can't do it. Not now, at least. And after sitting there and thinking about it, I said, no, 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 I had this moment of clarity. And I said, let's take this back, dude. You're a good musician. You can play fast. Who is making your fingers move in the way that they're moving? You are. And although the director wants to take this faster than you think you can do it, if you can play it slower, theoretically, you can play it faster. So what's the, what is the real issue here, man? And I said, oh, you didn't practice. I, I don't know this well enough. I don't know this part enough to walk into a room and say, yeah, I can play this. And I had this huge aha moment. I said, listen, it's not the director. It's not your teachers. It's not your coaches. It's you, dude. No one's making your fingers move this way. This is all on you. And truthfully, Mike, that, that moment changed my life because I didn't realize that I am in control of my life. I can put the blame on whoever I want. At the end of the day, this is on me. It is on me to make sure I'm successful. And lo and behold, I didn't make it back to class because the bell rang. And of course everyone knows that end of the day bell rings and you sprint out of that building. But we got some good some some very good insight out of it.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, I I think um I think there's a lot of power in there. I want to call back to my to my listeners to. To put yourself in that vulnerable place of—I mean, are, have we ever been more vulnerable than high school? And to to be sitting in the bathroom having that that um, mental breakdown slash epiphany is um, a very powerful place to be. And I have uh, my listeners—you can't see it, but I hope you can hear my goosebumps right now. Just imagine, you know, someone who who I look up to, a young. Um, Someone who I look up to, Bobby Berg, who's my both my mentor and guide,er um, coach in this life, and you know, so proud to be part of Speak Fire with them. But to uh, to see him in that vulnerable moment that that just uh, gives us all license to to be vulnerable sometimes. So thanks for sharing that story, Bob. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I love that personal story. That that you clearly understand what we're talking about. That recognizing that that maybe it was you and your situation that was causing the problem. And I really love that you talked about you know, how life has given you some stress and how you're responding to that stress and using time management as a tip to, to investigate, to explore, to, as a tool to eliminate some of that stress to help you kind of relax a little bit, to respond to the world in a different way. So I love that. Talk to us. How do we recognize as a student, as a leader, just as a a person in our lives, with our family, friends, in any environment we're in, how can we recognize a pattern that maybe it's us that's causing troubles, not the people that are communicating with us?
1: Yeah, for sure. Something I found that helps me a lot is, I'll go through my day and that can consist of a lot of different things, a lot of moving pieces, and I know at the end of the day, I reflect every single day for at least 10 to 20 minutes. I'll allocate 10 to 20 minutes and sit down and go, okay, let's turn on some just background music without lyrics. Um, I hope this doesn't get copyright stricken, but it's a lot of explosions in the sky. It's a lot of L1011. It's a lot of uh, the American dollar. Really, really great. <laughs> They're really, really great groups. Um, but I'll turn on some of their music and it's very ethereal, very um, just, it, it's, it's the kind of music that you feel it in your bones. And it's very reflective. So I'll just sit down and think about, I'll run my whole day through my head like I'm playing back a movie. And I'll look at every kind of negative thing that happened or thing that wasn't too great or I didn't even respond well to and go, okay, why did this happen? And not the why did this happen, as in where you're immediately looking for a reason to put on someone or something. I look at it and go, how did I affect this incident? How did I help it get better or how did I cause it to get worse? And as I'm going through this, I keep a mental note of how many times I was the reason that this happened or how many times my my initial instinct is to go, oh, well, Tom came in late, which is why the meeting couldn't start, or, well, listen over here, I couldn't start my lesson plan because Susie decided to start talking in the middle of my really big impact point, and then I had to start over, and I got lost. I take a step back, and I go, okay, how many times am I trying to cast the blame on someone else? And I'll be honest with you, even though I do this daily, it's very often. It's often that I go, yeah, I really would like to say that someone else is the reason that this happened. And I keep thinking about it, and I run scenarios where I go, okay, but what if I did this instead? Or what if I'd had a more positive reaction in this case? And not necessarily like, oh, yeah, Susie's late to class again. But, oh, Susie's late. Okay, maybe I'll talk to her after class or maybe I'll say, hey, is everything okay? Instead of taking this hyper-negative approach of it's me, this is, you've ruined my life and my plan, looking and going, okay, how can we build this relationship together and how can I help you make your day better? And you'll notice as you do this, the more you find yourself reaching to put the blame on someone else, that's a pattern because your brain doesn't like the feeling. You don't like the feeling of of admitting that you messed up. No one does. I don't like it. But if we're here to grow, if we're here to become better students, we're here to become the best leaders that we can, you're going to have to take the blame sometimes. You're going to have to look at yourself and say, okay, I didn't give 100% here or I didn't even give 80%. And that's okay. When you're aware of it, if you're just going through your day thinking that everything is everyone else's fault, it's going to get to be a very lonely life very quickly because people don't want to be around people that blame everyone else, right? It, it happens. It's, for instance, really quick side note here. The army promotion system is essentially like playing Call of Duty in real life. You get a certain number of points for getting a degree. You get a certain number of points for getting a, a specific PT score, a weapon score score, uh, this, that, that, and at the end of the month, they publish, um, Human Resources Command publishes a cutoff list, and they say, cool, cutoff score this month is 525. If you're below 525, you're not getting promoted. If you're above 525 or at 525, you get promoted, and as much as a lot of us like to complain and say, oh, well, I'm not getting sent to schools. I'm not getting the awards that I deserve, at the end of the day, you are the most responsible for your own success and your promotion. So again, we can sit here and blame everyone else all day, but at the end of the day, this falls on me. And you know, this hit me a couple well, about a year ago, I said, "Listen, boy, what if this is you? What if you're the reason that you're not getting promoted? Think about this." Just quick side note and back. <laughs> so when we we've talked about
0: um Obviously you've shared a very vulnerable story of yourself. Um, we've talked about how to recognize those patterns in ourselves when maybe it's us. And so now I get it, right? Maybe it's me. But I've been like this for so long. I get up every day and I, I fight with my brother and my sister. I maybe I fight with my spouse. I, I go to school and I, I'm maybe I'm, I can be cheerful for a little bit, or maybe I can give everybody the benefit of doubt for a day or two, but I keep slipping back into these patterns and it's hard to, to stop being the you that was yesterday. So Bob, what I need you to do, I need you to reach out. I need you to talk um, to me. How do I break those cycles? How do I stop those patterns of attacking the world and start taking ownership for not necessarily my actions, but my ownership of how I'm responding to the situations? Bob, how do I break this cycle?
1: So breaking the cycle is the most difficult. It's the most strenuous. It's the most emotionally and mentally taxing thing you are ever going to do in your life. And I'm going to tell you right now, at the, once you start, everyone always talks about getting to the next level. And it's not like in the game of Mario where you just jump up and all of a sudden, you know, you eat that mushroom and you grow two sizes. It's, you will feel it. Your whole aura, your whole, your connection with the world is going to change once you break the cycle. So I implore everyone, if you do anything in your life for the next week, follow this so you' rec- we've recognized that maybe it's you we've recognized that there's a pattern that's going on and it's a constant cycle of the same thing the same reactions the same negative stuff all the time why does our brain why do we like cycles why do we like patterns? your brain is designed to keep you safe First and foremost that is its main job is keeping you as a human being as a consciousness, wrapped up in a bag of meat, safe. That's what it's supposed to do. What your brain thinks is safe and what is actually safe are two completely different things. Your brain says, wait a second, get up every morning at the same time, go to the same job, have pretty much the same conversations of, how are you? How was your night? It was good. How was yours? Great, cool. Go to class, go to work, do whatever you need to do, have lunch, complain about something about work or school, finish out the day, and then go home eat dinner, play video games, don't do your homework, slack off on work, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing every single day. Because your brain goes, oh, you're in a pattern. This is, you're safe, you're normal. What we're constantly fighting against and what I want you to fight against is that constant pressure of the same thing every day. It's easy. It's easy to fall back into these cycles. But the reason you're in these situations you find yourself in is because of these patterns and these cycles. Now, I want you to do one thing different three times a day, just this week. I want you to wake up at a different time. And that does not mean waking up later. The high schoolers that are listening to this, you know I'm talking to you. That does not mean when school starts at 7.30, you go, I'll get up at eight. No, I mean, if you get up at seven o'clock every day, get up at 6.45, get up at six. If you have lunch, if you have the same food every day for lunch, I want you to pack something different. Just, just this week, just this week, I want you to have seven different lunches. Why? We'll get to that. When you get home, if you normally get home and open up the fridge and grab something to drink and then sit on the couch for a couple minutes before you start your homework, I want you to go home, go to the fridge. No, don't go to the fridge, get a glass of water and go to your office, go to your bedroom, go to the library. I don't care where you go. Get your homework done. Start it for five minutes. Whatever new thing you're doing when you get home, I want you to start it for five minutes. It's a thing we have called that's called the five minute rule. Start something for five minutes and then tell, tell yourself after that, like set a timer. After that five minutes, you can quit. I promise you what's going to happen is you're going to start and go, ah, I already started. Might as well finish it. Now, why are we doing this? Because these three different things that you do every day for this one week is going to disrupt every single pattern that your brain is used to. And it's going to go, wait, 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 whoa, what are you doing? You're, you're changing things. Why? I don't, I don't like this, but your brain is extremely elastic and it will adapt and go, wait. So instead of being what we're going to call just being lazy all day, we're going to do something a little bit productive. Cool. I want you to start with a week because what's going to happen in that week? is you're gonna find out that a lot of things are gonna change. You're gonna find out that a lot of your tendencies are going to change from this negative outlook to something positive. What we're trying to do for you is we're trying to get you something positive every single day. Three small moves every day are going to change your outlook. Especially over a week, you're gonna kill it. It's like when someone says they're trying to lose weight. You don't tell them, change everything tomorrow. You ease them into it. You say, go to the gym, Once once a week, twice a week, three times a week. Change your diet a little bit. Now for a lot of you that are sitting here and wondering, okay, Bobby, it's awesome. I'm gonna do this, I'm committed to it, let's do this. I want you to look, and I want you to do one more thing for me. I want you to start looking introspectively. Every night before you go to bed, I want you to sit down, put your phone down, and I want you to just think. But you know, you notice that you're blaming everyone else. I want you to think about a well, just one way that you could go into a new situation when you find yourself disagreeing with your spouse, or getting mad at your teachers, or getting mad at your boss, and trying to put the blame on them. I want you to look and go: If I was to talk to this person tomorrow morning and apologize for the fact that we had an altercation, how can I make this a positive? How can I make this a positive thing for both of us? You know, say you and your spouse are arguing because you're not, you're not able to come to terms on an, on an issue. Say your spouse is doing the dishes every single day because you just don't think about it. You just don't do it. Well, what if you came up to them and said, Hey, I'm going to make an effort this week to be better at, at this. What if I decided to just put in a little bit more effort when it comes to doing this with you? What if I put forth the effort instead of making you do it, right? Understand that everything in life is about relationships, everything. And what's happening when you're having these negative outcomes and you're having these issues where you're blaming other people so frequently, you're creating tension. You're creating discord between the two of you that doesn't need to be there. What I want you to do is I want you to approach these new people and I want you to look at how you can change this negative outlook. It's going to take a lot of effort, y'all. This is going to be very difficult. I want you to be able to go ahead and look at your life and look at why you're reacting in the way you are. Maybe you and your brother just don't get along. Maybe you and your teachers just don't see eye to eye. But just because you don't see eye to eye does not mean that you can't get on the same playing field. It doesn't mean that you cannot both understand where the other one's coming from. One of the greatest things I ever did was I went up to one of my teachers and I said, hey, um, Mr. C, I don't really understand why you teach this way. And it, understandably, he got a little grouchy about it. And I said, no, 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 Mr. C, I'm not doing this because I'm not I'm not attacking you. I don't understand why, what your method is. In me not understanding why you teach that way, I don't understand how to wrap what you're explaining into my own head so I can understand it. Does that make sense? He goes, "You know Bob, you're the first kid that's talked to me all year about this. I've been changing my teaching methods for the past 3 months and I have no idea if it's been working or not." And thanks. But here's why. And we spent the next 5 minutes talking about how he's teaching and why he's doing it the way he is and I went, "Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense now that you've explained it. I just didn't get it." But see, for th- for th- months I'd gone, "Oh, well, this guy can't teach. His teaching's bad, blah 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 blah." When in reality It wasn't him. I didn't understand it. And it's okay not to understand things. I just put that on myself until I took that first step, until I made that decision to take that step to change the relationship that we have. Y'all, I want you to go ahead this week, and I want you to take three things a day that you change, those three things that we talked about. I want you to start looking introspectively at all these negative issues that happen during the day. And I want you to understand that you play a part in these two. You play a role in this as well. And I want you to try and look at how you can make this more positive. And most importantly, I want you to worry about taking these relationships that you're creating with people, and I want you to make them more positive. I want you to make them not a them versus me. I want you to make this an us. And honestly, it's not that hard. I know this seems like a lot, but you'll see starting tomorrow, well, today more so, or tomorrow, either one, whenever you start this, you'll see that these small steps forward are gonna throw you miles ahead of where you would have been if you decided to be doing the same thing over and over and over and over again every day. Patterns are good in some, in some cases, but in this specific case, these patterns aren't good. These patterns are holding you back, and I don't want you to be held back. I, want you to be, I don't want you to be afraid to take that step anymore. I want you to take that leap, and I want to watch you thrive.
0: All right, Bob, you have given us so much, man. You've you've taught us how to see when it's us. You taught us to recognize those patterns. You've given us, I mean, some great tips of how to break that cycle. Man, to change your day, to change your whole structure. Wow, that was amazing. Um, And, I, man, I thank you for all that. Leaders, we're having a lot of fun here, me and Bobby. And we're going to be right back after this break I gotta just try to get one more thing out of you I got to distill this down just a bit bit more Bob yeah. when we're looking at when we're in conflict when we're when we're having a situation with a coach or with a teacher with our parents with our spouse with our boss with our you know wherever Um, we're in that situation, or maybe even just after when we're doing that self-reflecting that you were talking so much about, how can we look at just those moments and challenge ourselves to see if we could have made a difference? And it's not that either party was wrong, but maybe we could have done something just a bit more right. Can you help us
1: see into that world a little bit? So I have this happen a lot. Um, Being in the military, there are some times where your boss is going to say something or say, hey, I need this done by this time, which conveniently for you is in an hour and it's four hours worth of work. And they say, that's great. Our boss's boss needs this done by that time. Get it done. And the first reaction that I generally have in those situations, now granted, I am blessed to be one of those people that when you give me a very short timeline, I'll go, "Okay, cool. Uh, Give me two minutes so I can complain about this and we'll be good. But I know a lot of people don't operate that way. I operate well in that stress. A lot of people don't. And a lot of people have this really acute and very unique emotion called anger. And when they get, a, when they get news like that or they get a task and they, something is very inconvenient and really not practical for them, they do what? They get mad. They get, you feel your muscles tense up. You feel your neck start to just stiffen up a little bit, and your breathing goes crazy. And instead of it being this nice, convenient breath, it's this really short, aggressive, huffy breath. And I challenge you that next time something like this happens, to just feel it. In American society, what we do a lot in both academia and the workplace is we try and act like we can just put on a plastic smile and everything's cool. Well, that's not always really cool or the best plan even. See, these emotions are here for a reason. So when you get angry about something, say your boss says, hey, I need this report done by the end of the day, or your teacher says, oh yeah, I'm adding an extra chapter of reading. It's only 40 pages, thinking that's the the only class that you're gonna focus on for homework, duh. I want you to feel how you're feeling. I want you to close your eyes and give yourself three seconds, and in those three seconds, I want you to silently feel that feeling. If that means taking a super deep breath and just exhaling it really aggressively, If that means just sitting there and letting the little anger demon that's inside of you jump around, let it happen. But after those three seconds, you're going to take a deep breath. You're going to exhale. You're going to open your eyes. You're going to go, okay. And I want you to verbally just say, okay. And then figure out what you have to do. I get it because it happens. It happens, y'all. But you have to, in in those moments where you're in that conflict, you have to figure out ways. See, getting mad and being upset isn't gonna help. You have to find a way out. You have to find a positive outcome for this negative situation. And I know that sounds a lot easier to do than, it, than I'm saying it. It's not, I'm not saying this is easy by any stretch of the imagination. It's very hard. But say, for instance, you get to class and you're five minutes late, you're alarmed, you slept through your alarm. Don't, let's start there for, I don't care if you're a leader, I don't care if you're a student, I don't care who you are. Don't tell, unless your power goes out, don't tell people your alarm didn't go off. Your alarm did go off. You slept through it. Let's take that example right there, actually. Let's look at that. So you and your boss are having an issue. You and your teacher are having an issue because you got to school or work late. You say, oh, my alarm didn't go off. The reason we're doing this is because I want you to take accountability for, what, for what's going on. Now, your alarm didn't go off. Your boss or your other, your other person is going to look at this and immediately get this air that you're putting the blame on someone or something else. So what does it become now? It's an excuse. If you go in and say, hey, uh, you know, Mr. A or sir, um, I'm sorry I'm late. I slept through my alarm. I promise you their reaction will be completely different because of one thing. You framed your answer differently instead of saying this was something else out of my control. I had no, no, no. You're going, I did this. I am the reason that I'm late. I was not where I was supposed to be, but say you go, yeah, I know this happened. Um, for future reference, I already have it set in my phone. I have three alarms set now one when I'm supposed to get up, one five minutes after that and one ten 10 minutes after that, which is the absolute, like, you must be here. And to be even safer, um, I texted my buddy and said, hey, man, can you just text me every single day at this exact time? And of course, they're going to go, why? And you can go, because I'll hear that go off. And if I'm asleep and I haven't woken up, you are my last fail-safe. So now I have fail-safes put in so this doesn't happen again. Can you imagine how differently your, the conversation would go if all if you did all these things? See, when you find yourself in these... In this uh, conflict, I want you to really look at not who you can put the blame on. I want you to look at how you can stop this from happening. How can you make it so that instead of it being a win-lose where they're right and you're wrong, how can you make it so that both of you win? So it's a win-win for both of you.
0: Bobby, I loved it. Man, when you're talking about recognizing the, the physical signs that we go through when they're in those moments, for me, I know it. It's my eyebrows. Whenever I'm angry, my eyebrows go to the right? roof. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So whenever I feel those eyebrows up there, I know that it's time for me to check myself um, and like you said, listen to those emotions. Take those breaths that you're talking about. Leaders, I loved Bobby's last answer, and I've been over here writing furiously. Poor Bob must think I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I wanted to grab the genius, the nuggets, right out of his answer. You heard it just like I did. But let, let me just take you through Bobby's three-step plan he just gave us to deal with the maybe it's us, to, to look at those situations and how we can recognize, identify, and overcome those situations. And Bobby said, one, recognize the signs. For me, the eyebrows. Recognize those signs. Learn to listen to your voice. Learn to recognize your body. Feel yourself when you're in those tense moments, when you're having those disagreements, those conflicts, etc., and recognize those signs. Two take responsibility bob says we've got to have ownership when we're in these positions even when we did something that wasn't necessarily wrong maybe both parties are right maybe you have a a leg to stand on yes but take ownership of your part of that situation and then bob gave us what i thought was the best one tip three that i pulled out of his answer create systems and solutions to those problems so you're there you're in conflict that's going to happen recognize your signs own your part of that that issue and create systems and solutions that'll keep you out of that in the future bobby berg that was fantastic see that's why that's why i called over to my friends at student fire and i said i need a meeting with one mr bobby berg because he broke it down fantastically for us leaders. And thank you so much for being with us here in this speak that that bed. Thank you so much for being here with us in the speak fire studios. When we talked with Mr. Bobby Berg, Bob, thanks for being here today. You did an amazing job breaking this down.
1: Man. Thank you for having us again. Y'all we're here for you. This we're just Mike and I are just having a conversation. We are here for you to make your day better today right now thank you all for tuning in y'all are phenomenal and i hope that these tips helped i hope everyone has a wonderful week and y'all i can't wait to see where this takes you
0: awesome stuff ladies and gentlemen you can subscribe to bobby berg at student fire available on all your favorite podcasting platforms check them out at speakfire.com that's fire with the y where you can subscribe to all the other shows on the Speak Fire network neo legend at champion fire Father's Fire with Jody Cedric, Aisha Thomas over at Internal Fire, and Young Fire with our friend Sean Brasfield, who will be with us next week here on Leadership Fire. I want you guys to have a fantastic week. I'm Michael Gingras. This is Leadership Fire, and we have a new episode that comes out for you every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with me?